The EduTech guys present a conversation recorded from our live coverage of the AESA conference in Colorado Springs, Colorado in 2018. Enjoy the program. Well, it's always a pleasure to be here. I love the AESA conference and I love the EdTech guys. And so thanks for hosting me. Uh, my name is Dr. Joseph Goins, and I'm the CEO of a company called NS for Ed. And we do education research, policy, and practice. And we're in the process of uh, rolling out a platform called Pathway to Careers. And so we're really excited about what we're doing with states across the country and how we connect kind of the labor force um, with workforce and education. Mm -hmm. and, and we really look at it as the intersection between education and business. That's really awesome. And, and we met uh, at, at a program for our eighth graders. That for is all, correct. In Southwest Arkansas. Arkansas. In Hope, Arkansas. <laughs> that big giant mecca. <laughs> so for our listeners, kind of give them a kind of a good summary of, you know, what you guys can actually do, you know, what, what you're sure. actually providing. Sure. So um, one of the things we actually do is we go into states, districts, and or regions. And so it just depends on the entity we're working with. But we take all of the labor data and workforce data and projections, and we really try to project for local communities. And one of the big things we're uh, trying to do is create that autonomy to where local school districts and local regions have all of their workforce data, their labor data, the job data at their fingertips. Mm -hmm. And we really look at it as a policy tool uh, to where educators can make effective decisions by taking something that historically has been very complicated. This data is, has been around for a long time, but it's been very complicated. Sometimes I think people make it complicated by design. Mm -hmm. And we've tried to do the opposite. How do we take a complicated data set, make it super easy, user-friendly for school districts uh, so they can go make the decisions they need to make? Yeah. Yeah, that's an easy way to say it, right? Yeah. And, and you do that through pretty in-depth reports that are all those big, little small chunks that they can actually consume that's easily. That's correct. I, I mean, we, when we built our tool, you know, and again, it's called Pathway to Careers, uh, but when we built it, you know, we had a couple of tenants in mind that we literally hung up on the wall in our offices, and one of them was it had to be super easy to use mm. because I'm convinced uh, that this data has been over-engineered. You know, the states have this data, it's public domain data, mm -hmm. but it's very complicated. Sometimes I think people feel like you've got to be a PhD in eco economics or econometrics to understand it. Mm -hmm. And we thought, you know, we can make this easy to use, we can make this user friendly, but we can make it high value while at the same time creating a low cost tool. And that's kind of what we did. We said low cost, high value, easy to use, so that districts and policy people could have this stuff at their fingertips. That's really cool. And the pathway to careers mm -hmm. has three parts. Am I, am I that's right? Great. That's great. Okay, cool. I had some notes here from last <laughs> sure. time, so I pulled them up. <laughs> Good, yeah. So uh, yeah, actually, it's got four. And so okay. uh, the, 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 what we do is we have four main sections to it. No, the first section is we give the autonomy to the client. Okay. So we actually open it up and say, this is your tool. You can do what you want to. You can post your own information. So if you want to take our tool and you want to create a news feed to your community members, we open up the tool and that's where you post your own custom information. Okay. Like we have meetings scheduled or we're going to be doing this community forum or we're going to do a town hall meeting. And that's the open section. After that, we have the assessments to where you could assess students um, on their career interest and their availability. Mm -hmm. And we use the Hollins assessment for that and that's available for schools to use. But then we have what we call Explore Your Region to where we take the demographic data 
So what's your population? What's your growth in population? What's your race? What's your gender? And then we take the top five jobs by wage, openings, and growth. And that becomes your dashboard. So in our community, what are our top jobs by growth, wage, and opportunity by openings? And we kind of post that. From there, you can do a deeper dive. Mm -hmm. And that's the last section. So if I need to say, you know what? We're thinking about opening a STEM academy. You know, STEM is so hot right now. Yeah, really hot, yeah. We take all the 16 career clusters. You can go in, you can click on STEM, and we take all the data around the STEM, and now you can do a deeper dive into all the careers and all the occupations within that cluster. And so that's the last piece of the puzzle. You know, it's interesting. It, it's, you know, the first thing that pops into my brain, if, I, if we were just doing, you know, quick, quick ideas, PR, PR, PR for the district and the, you know, to reach to those, those companies, you know, in, in their environment. And, and to, you're not only PRing to the companies like, look, we've got the workforce for you. And, and here's what right. we got. We're also hitting the students and the parents to go, listen, we can put you in a job. That's correct. It's, it's beautiful. I yeah, mean, and it's, I tell you what, I, what you just said, Jeff, I think is so important because I don't think schools historically have thought to reach out like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think for a long time there's been this weird impasse between business and education. Mm -hmm. And I think we've got in a weird cycle. Business did not like what education gave them, so they blamed them. Mm -hmm. And then education locked the door, mm -hmm. right? And you get in a cycle, right? Education's yeah, right. like, hey, we don't want to deal with you. Right. You, you don't like what we're giving you, and you are on the TV doing it, or you're in the newspapers doing it. But I think that cycle's kind of breaking down now. I think I, it is, too. I, I think, and it should. And I think you've got to reach back out to your business community and say, what can we do within our communities? Um, and, uh, and our tool is really meant to do that, exactly what you said. And uh, I, I really would not overstate what you said. I think it's a really important tool to reach out into your and create a community rallying point around, right? right? Like, this is our community. Uh, here are the jobs and the opportunities. And how do we get more economic, I call it the three E's, economic development, education, and employment. Mm, yeah. And the problem is which comes first. Right. Well, right? And, and you're, pro <laughs> yeah, that's right. you're right. providing that lead data and then with the deep dives for personalized learning. And, that's correct. You know, and that's what's caught on finally. You, know, that's, you that's don't right. have to go to college. You do not that's have right. to do these things to be happy and be a I'll worker. Tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. The, uh, the most heated tweet I think I've ever done there was an article in the Wall Street Journal, so it wasn't me uh, for the listeners. It was the Wall Street Journal who started it. <laughs> but there was an article about a lady, or a young student, who scored a 32 on the ACT, which is almost perfect, mm -hmm. right? She had scholarship offers sure. everywhere. In the Free country. ride anywhere. Free ride anywhere. And she turned them down because she was a diesel mechanic, and she was making $88 an hour. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. I tweeted the article, and I said good for her. I didn't like pass value either way. Yeah. But I can do the math. If she works 40 hours a week, that's $150,000 a year. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and I'm sitting there going, I don't know if I'm 18 or 19 what I would do, but that's a pretty good gig. It's a great, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think about it. And, and so I take your scholarships, but still I'm $45,000 in debt when I leave a four-year college great. and I take an education that's job. Great. And I'm, it's going to take me 10 years to pay yeah, that that's off. That's correct. And that's, that's what we see, you know, more and that's more. And, and their kids are getting it. We've, there's a, a company that we talk with, Lambda School. I don't know if you've heard of these guys. They do some amazing stuff. It's all programming. 
Yeah. Um, it's a it's a thirty week course, mm-hmm. eight hours a day, and uh, it's twenty thousand dollar flat fee, or it's free. Sure. And they you pay a small percentage of your first paycheck over fifty thousand once you're out, and all their kids are graduating making 50 grand plus because they're rocking right into a market and learn the job experiences that they needed. Well, and two statistics I quote often. One of them is uh, there was a survey done of college graduates uh, two years ago, and 70% of all college graduates said they would change their major if somebody shared labor market data. In other words, I've got a degree, but the labor market does not want what I have. Right. Right? And uh, it's kind of a sad. I mean, Uh we have the data now. Yeah. And I would, I always say, I would never dissuade a kid who's interested in something because that's their passion, but we're not doing a service by not providing the data right. and saying, hey, if you're interested in this, here's your future job market, right? And, and then that, that's okay. And I, I, I just think we, we owe it to the students today to share the data. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to get a job in that field. Right. Pursue it. If that's your passion. Right. <laughs> right. But don't be shocked when you graduate, you can't get a job and you're working at Starbucks. Right. right? And, uh, and, and it's shocking. The other statistic I quote often is I think we have the, the largest percentage of college graduates that have moved back home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it goes into what you said about the college debt. Yeah. Right. We, we're, we're, the degree attainment with the salaries and the debt are not lining up. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's creating this weird problem to where um, and you know it'll be interesting to see the unintended consequences in 10 years you know when I graduated I couldn't wait to go buy a car I couldn't wait to go do the things you want to do right as a 23 24 year old and I'm thinking about kids now that are graduating with 50 60 thousand dollars of debt you're not buying cars no and you wonder where that's going to show up in the rest of our society eventually, well, right? Well, and, and you and know the it's economic output. increasing massive more debt. That's it's correct. Debt, debt, debt <laughs> on debt, top debt, of debt. debt right. And, well, and, and for their parents. That's correct. And that are, you know, because they're trying to help out and trying to keep them trying supporting keep them going, a, right? an adult. <laughs> <laughs> or adults, you know. That's, that's right. Right. You know, well, so I, I, think part of the, I think part of the problem that we also have, uh, you know, you're talking about the three E's and which comes first mm-hmm. and, and, and how that conversation takes place. I, I, I think one of the problems that, that I saw as a student who started out um, computer science and changed, and then I saw it in my son who started out computer science and changed, is that you you have, a lot of times, you have still the, um, frankly, old school mentality of sure. what's required for those particular That's degrees um, or the pursuit of those degrees, and then you talk to the the companies, the, the, the employers, sure. and they're like, well, yeah, that's all well and good, but really we need them to do this. So yeah, they're going to walk out of here with a computer science degree, but <laughs> that degree doesn't really apply to what they're doing. What we really need is, you know, we need Y and you're giving us X. I'll give, and, you, a and good, I'll give you a real uh, tangible it's example. It's kind of disheartening. We did a project for a university uh-huh. and they were starting a laser photonics certificate program. Yeah. So 12 months, you get a certificate in lasers and photonics. Wow. And it's great. And a very high demand in aerospace, advanced manufacturing sure. kind of jobs. But I interviewed one of the largest engineering firms, the CEO. And he said, listen, we hire engineers, and you have to be an engineer to work at this company. And he said, and, and that's fine. We can find engineers. And he said, the number one skill we need from our engineers is lasers and photonics. <laughs> and so he said what they do is they look... 
do you have an engineering degree, but then do you have this micro-credential right. in lasers and photonics? Right, and right. if you have both, you're number one on their list. Wow. So I went back to this university and I said, you got to tell all of your engineering students to take their electives in lasers and photonics to get that micro-credential. Yeah. Because your ability to go into the job market with that is exponentially better, right? Right. And that's what we've got to figure out how to tell our kids. What are those micro skills that businesses are needing and, and they're stackable? And how do we define those for mm-hmm. kids? You know? And that's where I think we're I think we're gonna get there very quickly personally with this micro credentialing and I micro think so too. Oh sure. Yeah. We, we did yeah. badging at ISTE yeah. and that's that's the new that's it's the new thing. Right? And it's caught on at the high level. That's great. It's right. trickling down now to public education and, and to the university level. But well, it started wanna, at the corporate level. You know, level. at Pathway to Careers, we want to create a micro badge for guidance counselors. Right. To where we certify guidance counselors on career awareness. That's right. cool. So, and I saw to where AR did a report and like 95% of what a counselor does has nothing to do with career counseling. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. and so how do you start opening up those people's right. eyes to, here's what the labor market's telling us. Right. 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 Um, you know, so... Um, so the benefit for you guys, the benefit for any district, any school, anyone, yeah. in f- reaching you guys is to help them find that information, to find great. out exactly what this industry needs from us. That's correct. Create that open door, create that handshake, and then we know, oh, you're looking for right. engineers, but you need this micro-credential. That's correct. That's exactly right. That's so, exactly right. Um, well, I... Real quickly, and, and sorry, I came late into the conversation. Just want to throw that in there so, so I can keep the listeners. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're dog walking a little bit there. Well, so. I, I think one of the key things that you touched on when when I came and sat back down, and, and you may have already talked about this extensively, uh-huh. and I just didn't get part of that. But I think one of the key things you touched on was you're talking about the top five places in that community. And I think that's huge because, you know, a lot of times we see what the top five job markets or the f- top five jobs are in the country. That's all well and good. And that's great if I'm, a, if I'm somebody who's going to graduate or, or who's going to take whatever courses I need to take or, or certifications I need to get. And I'm going to go to New York City, even though I live in lower Arkansas. But if I can see that, in my holy cow, in Texarkana or in Hope, Arkansas, this is you know, what's going to matter. Uh, clips. Speaker That's company, right? Like they're they're huge. You know, they have a manufacturing plant in Hope, Arkansas. If they happen to be one of the top five employers looking for a particular thing, and I live in Hope, Arkansas, and I can go, well, holy cow! I, I, a, I'm interested in that. B, I can do that, and C, I can get a certification in that. And I don't have to move to New York yeah. because that's, that's not what I want to do. For a school district, that's yeah. really it's powerful. A, it and absolutely is. I mean, that is one of the things that I, I cannot understate. I mean, is the power of the local yeah. is how we make all of this meaningful to the local school districts yeah. and your local communities. Because the only way, you know, I had a school district call me, and we'll end with this. But I had a school district call me one time, and they said they didn't like their data. <laughs> You know, because it's depressing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they were like, what do we do about it? And I said, well, now you know. Right. Now you have the data. That's right. Now you need to go have the important conversation in your community. Yep, exactly. Because the only way to change your economic outlook is by looking at your data, understanding what your data tells you, and how do we now produce a better educated, skilled workforce so we can attract economic development, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and there's no easy fix to that. I mean, for a school district, that school district who called me said, I don't like my data. 
it's not an easy fix. You're not going to fix this overnight. Right. But now right. you have a tool that allows you to go have these conversations. Yeah, a consistent right. tool. That's a consistent. Like yeah. That's correct. Well, that's yeah. And, you're, and you're armed now to go have those conversations with city leaders, that's yeah. your business leaders. Consistency your, makes the big difference with those folks. That is awesome. So um, what's going on here? Are you doing sessions? You doing, yeah, uh, we've yeah. got, uh, we're doing lots of sessions here, and cool. we're meeting with lots of schools and uh, state affiliates, and so mm-hmm. we're pretty yeah. excited. We've got uh, three states we've done uh, our platform for. And so we've got uh, quite a bit we can show people that we've done in a yeah. variety of states, from rural to urban to to regional yeah. you know, look and feel. And so stop by and check us out if you're at the conference. But I appreciate you guys letting me stop by and chat. Well, oh, absolutely. So, so if our I, listeners want to get in touch with you, what's a great way for them to uh, do sure. that? Sure. Go to pathwaytocareers.com. Uh, check us out. But my name is uh, Dr. Joseph Goins, and I'll give you guys my email address. Mm-hmm. It's jgoins, J-G-O-I-N-S, at ns4ed.com cool awesome that's the number four the number four there you, you go. got it thanks cool, for man. Thank thank you, you so much again. good to see you guys again have a good day hopefully i'll see you guys again in hope arkansas yeah yeah that'd thanks be great you've been ride. listening to a recorded conversation from our live coverage of aesa 2018 in colorado springs colorado remember to visit us on the web at www.edutechguys.com